in Psalm 119. Yes, Bob? My Bible that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wherever your Bible has fallen, fallen open to, we're going to start reading here in verse 121. <laughs> I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy uh, and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for the Lord to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. In your regular handout um, on page... Eight, we are continuing, well, continuing on from page uh, um, six, which is uh, number six, God's time. And that's Psalm 119, verse 126. It is time for the Lord to work, for they have made void thy law. Now, I have to say, I, I, I know I probably sound like a, like a broken record, repeating some of the same things over and over. But I just cannot tell you how concerned I am for our country. And we seem to be on a path of making bad decisions from worse to worse. And uh, I, I saw, a, or I, I listened to a video at work, uh, just playing in the background. And um, and the this lady is a Middle Eastern expert, and I, it was a hair raising interview because she's talking about how there are uh, agents uh, from uh, uh, militant Islam that are in our our state houses. They're they're in the the, the capital. They're in you know, uh, positions of advisory to government officials. And let me tell you, this was just the most scary. It was frightening. It was an absolutely frightening thing. They know that they're there. They know who they are and they're there anyway. And um, and listen, anybody who thinks that America is invulnerable because of its military might, economic might, you can forget that we're not invulnerable. Uh, no nation that has ever come forward is invulnerable because, listen, I mean, there have been so many nations that came up and fell from within. And I think America is 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 practicing for that right now. And so, listen, um, I guess the, the point is we are on the, the latter half of verse 126. It is time for the Lord to work, for they have made void thy law. And listen, it is a very applicable thing for us to be studying right now. Now, the latter half of that, they've made void thy law. And again, America, I've said this before, I think America is is um, especially uh, in danger and, and especially accountable to God because of where we have come from, because of the great blessings that God has put on this country. And this same uh, the same lady uh, uh, that uh, was speaking about this, she's she's Egyptian and she she escaped uh, Egypt with <laughs> By, uh, by w- barely with her life intact. And so anyway, um, you know, she she was saying that one of the things that moved her about America was our Constitution. There was it's it, she said it's one of the rarest documents mankind has ever produced. And it has rep- protected our republic for all these many years. And listen, folks, I believe the founding fathers, they were I'm not saying that they were perfect men. I don't they were not perfect men. But listen, I believe God helped them. Put the foundations of this country together so that we would experience freedom. Many of the people that came over to our country did so so that they could worship God in freedom without being told by the state how to do it. 
They came here so that many people came to the new uh, the new world so that they could worship God in freedom. And so, listen, the point is, is that this nation has been built with many, many values of religious freedom. That's not to say that we're perfect. We're not perfect. We never have been perfect. But there have been things here that I believe God blessed our nation with. And that's beyond the things of the natural resources that we have. The natural, I mean, grain, our, our, our country, you know, and so many of our, our, our songs that we've sung talk about how God has blessed us with these rolling, uh, rolling plains and purple mountains, majesty. Listen, America has so much to be grateful to God for. And yet we have uh, we have this this nation of people that have made void God's law, <laughs> have turned away from the things that made this country great. I, I've mentioned I mentioned this before. And again, you probably get tired of hearing things like this. But there was a, a, a reporter long back, many years back, who came to find out why America was great. And he said it wasn't until he came into America's churches that he found out that America was great because America is good. And if America ceases to be good, then they will cease to be great. And lo and behold, it is true. And listen, our country, we are in a lot of trouble, very serious trouble. And it's because we're not leaning upon God. It's because God is not the one that, that we are, are, are following, that Jesus is not our shepherd. And uh, I, I, I was so I was so upset when Obama during his time said that we are not a Christian nation. <laughs> Unfortunately, I agree with him. It's not but it's not because we shouldn't wish that we were. Listen, America would be so much better if and, and you know, 9-11, the, the, the people flocked to the churches and the churches were filled to capacity for about three months. And unfortunately, it just didn't stick. People need to fear God. People need to lay their lives down at his feet and say, Lord, you are the one I'm hoping and trusting in. I don't trust him in my job or or my prosperity. I trust only in you. And so anyway, <laughs> we are on page eight and that we are on the, 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 the top of page eight, which we're going to go straight to the handout here in just a second. So we are continuing on from the previous page where it was looking at the verse in Romans one. It says, for the for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And so at the top of page eight, it says there, this is a grievous crime for which man shall be judged, having been presented the truth spoken and unspoken and having rejected it. And again, I, I know that there are some that would say I, I am just repeating the same things over and over and over. But when America has rejected God's virtues. They are rejecting their own blessings, their own livelihood. When people are fleeing the things of God, fleeing uh, the tenets of Christianity, they are they are uh, hurting themselves and they're hurting the upcoming gen- generation that they have turned that they've taught to not fear God. So that's really what we're looking at today. And in the handout um, it says scornful men embrace lies. Anybody else not have this? The handout says scornful men Embrace lies. That's basically about a a verse that's in here. So we're going to look at this. Number one is rejecting the truth. Men embrace lies. So John, I think these are all in your in your handout here. John three, verse 18. Of course, following John three, 16, that we know so well. So verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light 
because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. And so the Lord Jesus said there, this is the condemnation. So Christ has come into the world. And so, listen, God has forced no one to receive the truth and receive Jesus Christ and receive forgiveness of sins. He has forced that on no one. The entirety of the human race have had this this opportunity, this this proposition of God forgiving their sins and giving them the reward of eternal life and new life in Christ and changing all things. He has put that before all mankind. And, you know, as we all know in this room, you know, we'd love to think that most people are saved, but they're not. The best we can tell by looking out on a society is most people are not saved. Even most people who claim the name Christian, they're not acting like Christians. They're not acting like they fear God. And so the truth is, is Jesus Christ has come into the world. And listen, God has moved and people have received Christ and lives have been changed. Thank God for that. But where are we now? Where is our country now? Well, they're not fearing God. They're not concerned about about the truth that men will are going to face eternity Young people are being so vastly deceived in so many ways. And one of the things is, is they're, they're being told that it's all about your emotions. It's all about how you feel right now. And of course, they're, they're allowing children to make lifelong decisions that they don't have the capacity to do. They don't. You, you listen, you would not trust a, 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 an eight year old to get a tattoo on his forehead. Why? It's a ridiculous suggestion. Whatever a child might think is is profound in life at eight years old is not what he will think at 30. And the point is, is they're allowing children to make lifelong decisions about their gender because it's being pushed upon them in the public schools. And listen, there's there's the states are we're, we're facing civil war in this country, practically between people at, at different ideological spectrums, one side saying, you're not going to teach these things to the kids. You're not going to push g- gender and sex education on a, on a kindergartner. How many people have just gone absolutely bonkers because in Florida, they passed a law saying, and they called it, do not say gay bill, that's not what it is. It's that you can't teach, what? Anybody know better than I do? Kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. First, second, and third grade. Why would anybody argue? Listen, it's, it would be bad enough that they're teaching heterosexual sex education to what? What are they? Five, six, seven-year-olds? What are they? Up to, eight. Up, to, up to eight years old. It would be bad enough if they were teaching them sex education. The same thing I got taught in high school. It'd be bad enough if they were doing that to an eight-year-old. But they're doing worse than that. They're prompting them. To question their sexuality. And listen, that has no business in schools. It doesn't have any, listen, it doesn't have any place in the schools of higher learning. Give them higher learning. Don't tell them to question their sexuality. This is where America has fallen from. This is why people are just so confused. They don't have any bearings, they have no foundation. And the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ is the rock on which we need to build our lives and his word. And so he says here, 
And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So I have this note underneath that, that men bear a resemblance to, and this is not a joke, but men bear a resemblance to cockroaches in fleeing the light and embracing the darkness. And listen, I know this firsthand because when we lived in Japan, we lived in nine, <laughs> we lived in nine story uh, towers. They were called, what was, they were like star shaped. And so they had six, six, six apartments per floor, right? So they're nine floors. And the point is, is that they had a bug problem. And uh, <laughs> listen, we bombed, we, we bombed with uh, the, the, yeah, we, we did this like three times. So the bugs, they get up and they move next door until the place clears out. And then they move back in. So when we're raising Casey, you know. They were in the elevator when you get on your elevator. Yeah, so when we're raising Casey, when Casey was born, she was born in Japan. So, but, huh, what? <laughs> so in the middle of the night, she gets up, she takes care of the baby. It's my job to go to the, go to the kitchen, get a bottle or whatever. And so I get up, I flip the light on, and the, the kitchen scatters. They don't they do not like the light. <laughs> Listen, cockroaches everywhere, all over the kitchen. And my point is they don't like the light. They scatter when you turn the light on. We should remember remember that when that's happening, we're around someone that's doing that. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> well, my point is, is that you bring the gospel of Jesus Christ into somebody's life who has rejected it. And they they react in fleeing, get away as quickly as possible, or they react in hostility. And so, listen, that's that is the point: is they don't want the light. They want the light to be kept away from them. Yes, sir. And the key word that you used in that, that verse was love. They love their. They what, love absolutely, right. and that's that's what this entire handout is about. So, what they love is what they're going to promote. Yeah. And that's the thing is today, you know, I, I remember I used to say this all the time. I remember the liberal cry of 15 years ago was, I may disagree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. And now <laughs> you sit down and you be quiet. There's no room for you here. <laughs> there's not there's not free discord. There's, there's no sense of pretending that America is a home for free. You look at social media. You, you, you have some, and I, I could list a number of different things. I won't do that. That's not really what tonight is about. But people that have been torn to shreds for espousing a point of view that's different from somebody else's, that, that alone. But specifically, you know, if you, if you say, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm not with this, this, you could name a zillion different things. You say, I believe in what God says. People will come apart just, just to tell you how wrong you are. This is far from the place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but a number of years ago when Chick-fil-A, I don't remember the exact thing that came out, but I remember the was a mayor of New York said Chick-fil-A is not welcome here. They don't represent our standards. New York. Really? And so, again, this is not the this is not the land of opportunity. This this is they anyway. Anyway, let me, let me just move on. So number two, mankind has a love of lies. And so we're just going to stick with what the Bible says here. Revelation. These are part of the last words that you see recorded in, in, uh, in, in Revelation. 
Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. And listen, people in our world today love and make lies. People's entire lives, their entire perspective is built on lies. And listen, and and this this kind of thing, this loving a lie and building your life around lies, it's not even a house of cards. It can't withstand anything. You know, you you can go through life pretending and and listen, and and this is what they ask of us is, you know, I I am this and I, I demand that you also recognize me as this. Okay, if, if Brother Brad says, I'm a woman now. Now, that's something to sneer at, right? <laughs> because it's a ridiculous assertion. But if you go out there and say, I am a woman, if anybody dare disagree with me, they are a hater. It's hate speech. And listen, I, I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen that people will come and say, you either change what you're teaching and preaching or we are going to shut you down. I don't want that to happen. But I want, but I, what I'm telling you is if America keeps going the way it's going, they will not allow us to meet and, and preach the Bible exactly as it's written. They will not. It will not continue because, listen, they are sacrificing our freedoms by the dozen. The, 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 you know, the, the, the people in politics, and it's more on one side than the other, but they are trampling the Constitution at every turn. And they're doing it unrepentantly. And then they go right around, turn around and and say the other side is doing it. <laughs> it's just a little corollary. Yeah. That's a reason to hide it in your heart. I mean, we don't want that to happen. Right. So that they can't take it away from us. But we should. Listen, it is a God-given right. And that's, that's what the framers of the Constitution said. There are certain unalienable rights that shall not be taken away. That's part of why the Constitution is formed. God gave these rights. And you know what? We don't think anybody should impede them. God gave us these rights. Every man should exercise those rights. And yet, what what are they saying today? You have to go along with our ideology, and anything that you that don't that that that, that, that anything that is not of that that way, then you don't have a right to do it. I mean, people are being canceled left and right. I mean, all over the place, and that's for far less things than saying, you know, I believe in the Bible, and the Bible is is the Word of God, and what God says is right, and what God says is wrong is wrong, and that's you know, it's for a lot less than that that people are being canceled just for not going along. And 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 again, folks, things are just priming for the end, because listen, Antichrist is going to come. You know, John said in his days that uh, in his days, many antichrists were already in the world. And so, listen, the day is going to come in which antichrist will say, you're going to do things this way. And if you won't, then you're going to die. And, and you, you look in the book of Revelation and there are many souls underneath the altar that they were they were martyred for believing in God, for believing in the word of God and following him. And so, listen, we need to set it in our hearts right now. Before that day happens, that we're not going to sacrifice what the word of God says. We're not going to get to to let people tell us what we can believe, how we can believe it, how we can obey. We're going to obey God. And so um, they love they they love and make lies. So letter I underneath as carnal souls who reject the truth, have an appetite for lies and evil. 
And again, the, the old saying of nature abhors a vacuum certainly applies. If you will not have God as your shepherd, if the Lord Jesus isn't your savior and you're not going to follow him, you're going to follow Satan's ways. You're going to follow because the flesh has carnal appetites. And so you either follow God or you're going to follow down the wrong path. And it has, listen, even outside of eternal implications, it has bad things that happen in this life right now by giving in to carnal desires. And so let her, let her be. God desires uh, to be the place of refuge, salvation, and help in times of trouble for his people. And we see that in Psalm 46, verse 1. He's a very present help in time of trouble. But, uh, but man so often refuses God. And we just, again, I don't know if it sounds like a broken record, you guys. But I imagine it would to, to many, many people to go back to this thing of America is refusing God. America is turning away from it. And let me tell you, I am so thankful for those who have not. I am thankful for all of you here tonight. Everybody here tonight, you're here on purpose. (laughs) You don't end up in church by accident on a Wednesday night. (laughs) So let me just say, I praise God for all of you guys. And and there are many, there are many people, praise God, who love the Lord and they're trying to follow him. But it is, we are quickly falling farther and farther into the minority. You know, I forgot where I heard it. I think it was Sunday at the picnic. Someone talking about how the, the research firms that say, well, this, so many people believe, believe in God. And it's such a nebulous thing. So many people that say they believe in God don't know the first thing about him. But, but they're saying that by, what, what, they, what do we hear? Like 2030, 2035, 30% of people will believe in God. And, and listen, the truth is, 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 I mean, I feel like we're already matching things like that right now. Because society is bent towards not fearing God. That's, that's the way it seems. All of our, all of our entertainment, all of our, again, the colleges and the, and, and the, you just see it everywhere you look. And for the people that still want to have a nativity at Christmas time, they have to fight tooth and nail for it. But the, or it might be fewer and far between, but yeah. part of it might be just people taking sides. Mm-hmm. You didn't realize that maybe they were on this side. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's something I've, I've also been saying for years is this gray area where people just want to live and let live, do their own thing, whatever, let everybody do their own thing. You know, that gray area of of of, of you know, neutrality or whatever, it's disappearing. People are going to be falling into you're either for these things, or you're against them on, on both sides. And the mark of the beast will be the ultimate. Yeah, Separate. absolutely. And, and, you know, the Bible makes it very clear, the mark of the beast. You know, those those who receive the mark, they, they are sealed in that condition. They they cannot be saved. They do not get saved. And so anyway, um, so uh, let it be uh, God's desi- God desires to be the place of refuge, salvation, help in times of trouble for his people. But man so often refuses. And so I would read all of Isaiah 44 if we could, but we can't. So um, if you'd like to, please read Isaiah 44. And you'll see a great deal more than what you see in this passage. But Isaiah 44, um, you see God saying, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. And you see the language that God uses. He says, I'm going to pour water upon him that's thirsty. And he goes on to say, floods upon dry ground. And again, you know, when you're used to hearing these words over and over and over, they can lose their power, I guess, if, you, if, you're not, if you're not really seeking God about it. But listen, people in droughts, they know what this means. People that are in, you know, like, like, the, like the desert that hasn't seen water and the drowned is parched and cracked. They, they know what it is to go without water. 
And listen, people that have been without God a long time, they know. <laughs> and, and listen, God is saying, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. God has the, the very vastest, most abundant supply to meet our needs, and he wants to do it. <laughs> That's who God is. But you see, number two here, the, the response after is man making an idol from the remnants of a campfire. And this is this is there's, there's nothing like this else in the anywhere else in the Bible. Isaiah 44, verse 17 in the residue there, he maketh a God, even his graven image. He falleth down unto it and worshipeth it and prayeth unto it and saith, deliver me for thou art my God. Now, listen, we as worshipers of of the God of the Bible here in this room Nothing could sound more ridiculous than this. And yet again, people are devoid of the most basic of understanding. And the further people get from God, the more open they are to the most ridiculous things. And again, we see it all over our society right now. And so he, he, he takes the remnant. He, he makes it his graven image. He falleth down unto it and worshipeth it and prayeth unto it and saith, Deliver me, for thou art my God. They have not known nor understood, for he has shut their eyes that they cannot see in their hearts that they cannot understand. And none considereth in his heart. Neither is there knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned part of it in the fire. Yea, and also I have baked bread upon the coals thereof. I have roasted flesh and eaten it. And shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? Shall I fall down to the stock of a tree he feedeth on ashes a deceived heart hath turned him aside that he cannot deliver his soul nor say is there not a lie in my right hand this is where humanity goes apart from god they go to a dark place and then you people can mention and again this is fresh on my mind because i've been hearing this this lady uh, talk about about islam and listen they don't believe anything like what we believe 9-11, the president of the United States, you know, uh, he, he talked about how their God is the God, their God, our God, the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac and Ishmael. That just ain't so. It's not so. We do not worship Allah. He is not the God of the Bible. He did not send his son to die on the cross for us. My point being is that there, and not not every Muslim is 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 embracing the killing of, of his fellow man or other dark things. But listen, it does happen. And my point being is that anybody who is walking apart from what God says in his word, they go to dark places. And listen, we need to be concerned about about the fact that man is willing. And if man can't embrace the truth, he will embrace lies. And so God in his mercy and for this is further on Isaiah 44. Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant. I have formed thee. Thou art my servant. O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. There is one source of forgiveness, one source of redemption, one source of truth, and it is God. It is the God of the Bible. It is Jehovah. It is as he has presented himself and the Lord Jesus Christ, his son, who came and took upon him Himself, the weight of the sin of the entirety of the human race, past, present and future, wore it to a, a bore it to a, a Roman cross and was crucified and wore the weight of my sin there in that time. And he died in the place of me as a sacrifice and he rose again in victory or victory over it. God has given hope to mankind and then for mankind to turn away. <laughs> 
And listen, so many people want to characterize the God of the Christian Bible as being unforgiving and narrow minded. It is the Lord Jesus said it's a narrow way. It's it's as wide as one man. You have to come the way of Jesus Christ. But listen, if I said if I allowed my son or my daughter to die on the behalf of a guilty murderer, would I be willing to accept that murderer going free for anything less than my child's sacrifice? Listen, I'm, I'm a human man and I have human children. Listen, God, the father sent his holy son to die on the on the behalf of the most despicable sinners that any of us have ever heard of. Why would God ever be willing to accept you coming some other way? Well, if you look at the Lord Jesus's words, he says, if any man come any other way, he is a thief and a robber. That's how God sees people who would try to be justified before him without Christ. You cannot be justified apart from Christ. That is the way in which God has provided. He provided his own son to save us from our sins. So, yes, God demands that we come by the way of Jesus Christ and no other way. And so um, next page over. Man, we're moving along. <laughs> Mostly because you guys are asking, asking you questions, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Number three, man foolishly believes lies will make a shelter from judgment to come. So earlier in Isaiah, this is Isaiah 28. And you guys got my notes copied there because I, I looked at this uh, earlier today and didn't think about the fact that it would be the only copy I have. And we have to make copies off of it. But uh, anyway, so uh, Isaiah 28, verse 14. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men that rule this people, which is in Jerusalem, because ye have said we have made a covenant with death and with hell. Are we at agreement when the overflowing scourge shall pass through? It shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled and your agreement with hell shall not stand. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, then you should be trodden down by it. God has created mankind and given him free will. To our to our own, you know, we, we make with our choices the worst of decisions. I mean, I mean, we could including those of us in this room, those of us who know the Lord as our savior. We have taken our free will and made some of the worst decisions we could make. Anytime you've, you've embraced sin or allowed sin, you know, it, you, you're making the worst decision. But my point being is that mankind has been offered the freedom to choose. God wants people to choose to let him save them. Let him come into their life. Let him make all things new. And yet people turn away. And, you know, you want to think man could never be this foolish as what's mentioned here. This passage and the other ones in Isaiah, we just man could never be that foolish, but it's wrong. And listen, folks, if you had told if you if you recorded the the news and went back 10 years and played it for me, I would not believe you. I would say this is wrong. This is a fabrication. It's not possible. Not in America. What are you crazy? And it's it's on display right now because people are embracing lies. And again, you, you look at these passages here 
And, and he says, you know, like this, he says, I've made, you know, um, let me see, verse 15, because you have said we have made a covenant with death. I have made an agreement with death and death is on my side. Is that a dumb thing to say or think? <laughs> you can't make an agreement with death. You can't make it. You can't make a, a deal with death. And, you know, in that in that passage of uh, of him at a campfire and he roasts some over the fire and he and sees a remnant left and, you know, some weird imagination says, look, that looks like that looks like a person in there. And he digs it out. and He makes it his God. And he bows down to it. Who who could ever think such a thing? And yet mankind is capable of that very thing. Brother Patrick. What you said, deal with death or something. Yeah. Uh, here's a slightly different take on it. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. Yeah. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Yeah. We yeah. Make our bed. Yeah, and that's the thing is about the true God is He is everywhere. He sees everything. He even knows our hearts through and through. He, you know, sometimes we don't know why we do things, but God does. <laughs> He knows our thoughts. He knows our, our hearts, you know, and then you take these things that are not God's. They can't, you know, and you, you take these ideas. I'll make an agreement with hell. It just it cannot hold water. That's the thing is mankind and his his foolishness. And we see that we looked at Romans one recently and some of the things that are recorded there thousands of years before today. And yet people think that way right now. And so, um, and I have these notes out to the left there, like on verse 16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. That's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's talking about the true refuge and, and, uh, and the true foundation. That which you can build your life upon. That which you can follow and he bring you to heaven. And then uh, verse 17, judgment also will I lay to the lion and righteousness to the plummet and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies and the water shall overflow the hiding place. Again, men think that they're so clever. They think that, oh, well, you know, I'll just I'll just do this. I'll, <laughs> you know, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say, you know, I'm going to get saved. I'm going to get saved, you know, when it's at the last hour. And I'll live my life and I'll, I'll, I'll do what I want and I'll have fun and I'll party and whatever. And then I'll get saved at the end and then I'll get the best of both worlds. It's, it's, it's a falsehood. It's a, it's a lie. It's foolishness. And just in this example, in the flood, there was no hiding from that judgment. A hundred or 120 years, I don't know how many it was that Noah built the ark. And the Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. And so Noah, for a hundred plus years is building an ark for rain that's coming and people are calling him crazy. There's no record of what people were saying, but you know they were. You know, you're, you're insane. Rain coming, and yet God said it. And again, it comes back to the same thing over and over and over and over and over. What God says is true. What God says is the answer is the answer. What God says is the way of escape is the way of escape. And there is no other way. And so our place is to shed everything else and say, Lord, I'm hanging on to you and to you alone. And so the last point is uh, number, uh, number four. Lost men remain willfully ignorant scoffers of judgment past as well as judgment to come. So it's there in your notes. And if you'd like to read the whole thing, read Romans or uh, second Peter three, one through 13. But we're picking pick, pick it up. Verse three, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? 
For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved into fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. You know, the thing is, is mankind, because he wakes up again. The world is exactly the way it was yesterday. No worries. I, you know, they, these, these foolish Christians and they're talking of God, God's judgment. And look at them. Look, look at look at the parties that they're missing. And because they have the ability to continue on, they think that it just couldn't be true. And the Bible says they're willingly ignorant. They are willfully being kept in the dark. And the truth is, is that, you know, the Lord Jesus told the, 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 the parable of the tares and the, and the wheat and, and said that, uh, you know, the, uh, the, they woke up the next morning and one of the servants says there's tares out there. And, uh, and, and he says an enemy has done this. And so they said, well, do you want us to go out there and, and, and get the tares? He goes, no, you'll, uh, you'll, might, you'll might tear up some of the wheat. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing very poorly here. But uh, he said, let them grow up. And then at the harvest... You will we'll take will take the harvest and the tares, gather them into bundles and let them be burned. Listen, the end is coming. That's the truth that Christians need to be advocating. You need to know the truth. You need to know the truth. And I, I had a friend I've told you guys before about our work and we were try, I was trying to get him to come to church. It was friend day at church and he was kind of eh, maybe. Eh. <laughs> So the more we talked about it, you know, he was like, Brett, that is your truth. And the truth is only the truth. And there's not many truths. There's just one truth. And again, you know, nobody has problems understanding there's only one gravity. Then there's so many laws of the universe that are governed and none of them are negotiable. And the fact is, the fact that what is it? 1969 year I was born, they got rockets to go to the moon. And the way that they did that was by figuring out the laws of the universe and what thrust they needed to make it, get the rocket to leave the atmosphere. And there was no bending those rules. You had to know the right ones. <laughs> Listen, it was a marvel. It was a marvel that God gave man. You know, and anybody ever, ever, anybody besides me, think about the fact that it's only been the last, what, 200 years? Maybe 250 years that there's been an industrial revolution that the world has never seen before? I mean, this, these things are popping out of nowhere from from the Model T car to rockets and space shuttles and computers and the Internet. It's only been these past couple of hundred years and really, I mean, just these past 50 years and pretty extraordinary. And I, I don't know. Is it because we're being given rough rope to hang ourselves with? I don't know. But mankind's not doing good things with all that knowledge. And so my point being is the. The laws of the universe are true and you must know those laws. You know why mankind thinks that all of a sudden he can start saying, I identify as a woman and you have to think of me as a woman or you're a hater. You know, there's the laws of the universe and the laws of the universe says you're not a woman if you were not born a woman. (laughs) And so (laughs) the point is, is we are to cling to God. We are to cling to the truth. And not to go along with with ridiculous lies. And so uh, the scorners, men, scornful men embrace lies. 
And listen, that is what's happening in our world. Our place is to believe and trust in God and walk in his ways and accept nothing else. So we have a couple minutes left. Pat, somebody has to tell Pastor I finished on time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Right. Pound it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading about how Kennedy Kennedy met with Khrushchev and and the, his own words about it was that he he savaged him. He tore him apart. You know, and that all of his charm and all of his everything <laughs> didn't do a thing for, for Khrushchev. Yeah. Well, you also look at our world right now, and Russia and China have, you know, they reject some of the things that we have given place to. They, it's illegal to teach children about pansexuality and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's morally abhorrent to do such a thing. And yet it's common in our, in our, in, in America. It's just so horrifying. And listen, our, our children, they need to be gathered up in our arms and protected from these things. You know, I have a grandson. I don't want him being subjected to this stuff. He needs to be brought up to fear God and keep his commandments. <laughs> Trust in Jesus and in nothing else. You know, you, we need to teach our children, you put your trust wholly in God. Don't even trust me. Don't trust any human being. You trust God and God alone. It is the only way to arrive safely. So uh, listen, God, for, I, I hope I don't depress you guys. I hope I don't discourage you. <laughs> but listen, outside those doors, it's ugly. You know, and every time I start thinking that it couldn't be worse, well, you open the Bible and there's Sodom. You know, so it has been worse. And it's been worse thousands of years ago than it is now. But the point being is that mankind is mankind. And mankind, if you don't, if you, God is not your, your foundation and your shepherd, then you are going to go astray. Man is still the same. But, you know, and, and, and to me, it's frightening. It's frightening because the, I don't know, I, I mean, this the, the seems like man's opportunity to propagate sin is, I mean, it just feels like it's limitless. And we all need to be aware of that. You know, and, and we, you wake up in the morning and Satan has a million different ways to pull every one of us aside. And so, our, listen, it's more important than ever that you cling to the Lord with all of your heart. And, and that's why, listen, that's why there's so many things that you read in the Bible that Christians are supposed to have. We're supposed to have each other, encouraging each other in the Lord. <laughs> you know, David, I, I've always thought it was amazing, you know, and never mind. That's another story. We don't have time for it. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's close in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this time we've had. We do thank you, Lord, for you being the refuge that you are. Lord, we do hope in you and we trust in you and, and we wait upon you. And we know, Lord, that you will come back and you'll call us home. And it could be tonight. It could be someday in the immediate future and it could be a ways off. But whatever your will is, we pray that you please give us grace to follow you and speak of you in praise and, and in worship and, and, uh, and share the truth that, that you set men free. 
And we pray for your blessing on every home, every family represented here tonight. Keep us all safe. Please be with Pastor and Joyce and and everybody else who's away. Please be with Brother Carl and um, and uh, and also Caleb. Please uh, bless them and all the other prayer requests that were mentioned tonight. And we pray for your blessing upon us here tonight. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.